What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Macho. This is your host, Juan Carlos. I'm here with my boy, Santi. Hey, what's up, everyone? And today we've got a special guest, my boy, Abran. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Oh, it's it's another day, man. You know, I gotta I, I will say from the jump, uh, you know, when I first started listening to the podcast, because uh, my cousin sent it over to me, I was like, yo, not only like low key, I was like, not only am I gonna get involved with these dudes, like I'm gonna hit them up, but I was like, I'm gonna be a guest for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. You can it's take happening. it off your bucket list now, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just I'm gonna go to my vision board and just cross it off. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so I actually met Abran um, through Ale. Shout out to Ale. Um, And just someone that knew someone that knew someone that knew someone basically Mm -hmm. shared it on social media. Um, Abran reached out. And I actually um, posted a video, right? You posted a video um, just Mm -hmm. kind of expressing yourself a little bit. And something I I was watching it at work and something that really like stood out. I remember it was just, it was very authentic, very genuine. You spoke a little bit about your anxiety and Mm -hmm. like, I just remember, I was like, dude, like there's, you know, we talk about trust. We talk about, you know, that, that plat that foundation, right. In terms of communication and really meeting solid people. And then I think there's, there's a big part of the vibe right where you can just you, you sense these vibes about people and and it was right. like dude you, i was like this guy's fucking dope like i just knew it. And, it, and it's funny <laughs> you brought that up because i remember one of the first time we talked and you're like hey bro like low-key i was like i was kind of fangirling over, and i was like what like dude no i'm just another yeah. guy like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and we yeah, had dude, just I'm... started too uh-huh well, because then, like, so I think I, like, I, I put a comment on, like, this, I think it was, like, the second or third episode or something like that, because I started, like, super early, and uh, uh, I had sent a comment, and then you replied to it, and then I think at some point you sent, like, a message, so I was, like, texting my cousin Ale, and I was like, yo, I was like, Carlos is talking to me, that's crazy, it's like talking to a celebrity, that's crazy. But, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to yeah. sign some stickers and send them over to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I need more, I need more. <laughs> For sure. So what's but, up with you, man? How's how are you doing, Santi? I haven't talked to oh, us. I'm, dude, I'm I'm good, dude. I'm chilling. I'm like I was telling Carlos before the podcast. He said, "Hey, man, is everything good?" Because I know, like you know, I had shared like some, like whatever, and and I'm like, "Yeah, bro, I've been drinking since four o'clock. Like I'm chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like you know, today's the day. I'm letting loose. I'm having a good time. I'm excited to have you. You know, I know." We probably don't have the same line of communication. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, like, and I'll be. I mean, I'm just really not as vocal through the through the social media. Like, I think I, I dude, like, I I don't. I mean, and I feel like just like very closed off in general, which is kind of weird because I'm, you know, I think I've mentioned that like kind of oddness that I'm behind the mic where people are listening. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, I right. have these feelings, and so. Um, but I do, I, I'll read through them and I'm like, sick, like, cool. Like, I almost feel like I'm vicariously, like, getting to know you. <laughs> but for, like, I feel bad because I'm like, damn, like, he, like, I'm not being as transparent, you know? And so I think that's just more me, you know, working through me. But, you know, definitely excited to, to have you on here. I mean, every time I've uh, been able to talk with you on the men's circle, I feel like, you know, you have such good things to contribute. And I think we appreciate, I was, um, I was talking about even on the last podcast how I really enjoyed in our men's circle how like people are able to, 
kind of um, share the role of facilitator because I think at first maybe we took on that responsibility more, but I would hope that moving forward people feel more comfortable like, um, you know, providing their own structure to the conversation as opposed to just us because, you know, we really are just, you know, we're, we're subjects to the matter too. And so, um, you know, it's been it's been cool seeing you kind of even take that leading role within our men's circle. I think, I mean, I appreciate it because sometimes, you know, I think we all want to be leader as men, but at the same time, <laughs> do we, yeah. we, we sometimes don't want the same responsibility that comes with it, you feel me? And right. so, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's been great to see you, um, uh, you know, be a champion for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, and even just a testament to the men's circles, like, that's that's been great, like, um but as far as like trying to be like a facilitator or whatever and and i guess in a way i kind of have some experience with that because when i was uh you know still in the army i was uh running therapy groups for the behavioral health uh department and uh yeah like same thing like you're kind of you know you you kind of have like a structure you have an idea of what you want to do and then it kind of it gets quiet after a while and you're kind of like uh, all right well let's you know let's push this along <laughs> now like, what yeah, like let me let me throw this little anecdote or like make some people laugh, get people comfortable, and yeah, just so I mean I kind of have a little bit of experience that way, but part of it's just the personality, man. Like I just you know I like to throw gems out there when I can and make make people laugh and smile when I can. So you know the men's men's circles have been been great, and I'm I'm excited for the one next week too, or the what is it the first? Yeah, uh, yeah next, next Thursday. Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah. So, I sh- wanted to ask you just kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want, I, now that you kind of mentioned actually the whole support groups, you know, being in the military, like, how was that, dude? You know, I mean, that I can't even, I feel like I don't even, I can't even imagine being in an environment like that, having to even talk about feelings. It's, it's weird, man. So like my, so obviously Q was, you know, Army 2 and uh, I want to if I'm not mistaken, he was also 82nd airborne if i remember correctly um and his experience is probably going to be a little bit different from mine but i mean like so i I did seven years um i did half of that as a as a as a medic and then the other half is a occupational therapy specialist so you know for the second half it was more so like you know if somebody broke their wrist or you know some jacked up their arm in some way i would help but then another portion of that was running these behavioral health groups um and yeah, man, it's weird. And and you know, the like, if you want to have like two like, e- not egregious, but if you want to have like two like, two bases where you can have a lot of stories, it's either Fort Bragg and Fort Hood. And I was at both. So Fort Hood is where I was at for the the second half. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, depending on who the listener is, you know, uh, and how in depth you are into into military stuff, you know, Fort Hood has been having a lot of scrutiny and a lot of stuff involved lately right. just because of like deaths and like the Vanessa Gullian, I believe her name was, um, you know, she, she was, you know, stationed there. So Fort Hood is, I don't want to paint it as like a super bad place, but it's, it's not great by any means. Right. So when, you know, you're trying to have these, you know, behavioral health groups, it's, it's, it's tough like uh you know soldiers innately aren't trained and i think even as adults we're not really trained to like or conditioned to like be able to speak our minds very well and especially in the military like it's you know you know shut up and do what you're told and you know you're 
having emotion in the military is not something that's really promoted, so to speak. Right. So, you know, when you have, uh, you know, a bunch of soldiers from all different kinds of backgrounds, all different kinds of job sets, and you're trying to get them to basically buy in to whatever you're teaching that day, because we would teach like, you know, sleep hygiene, uh, coping skills, behavior, or cognitive behavioral uh, therapy, and like all this other stuff, like you have to find a way to like get them to buy into it. Like you can't just be, you know, talking from a script and hoping that they're picking it up. Like you have to get down to their level. So, you know, trying to, trying to get to their level and, um, you know, try and get to a place where, where they can relate and they will open up to you was, was a little challenging at times, but for the most part, it was always rewarding. Um, not to like pat myself on the back, but you know, it was a program that I ran at least for the occupational side, uh, occupational therapy side. And uh, anytime you know my therapist would go in and do you know their checks with the patients, um, they always had you know great things to say about myself or my student or whoever the case was that was running the group. And you know we we were always very appreciated within the program. Because, you know, they have their behavioral health department, and then you had my department that with just myself, we would just kind of jump in and teach a class here and there, and they always loved what we were doing. So, you know, if that's any sort of <laughs> accolade yeah, yeah. to myself. But, yeah, it's it was challenging, but it was it was also rewarding being able to, to do that. Was that was uh, you doing all that by choice, or did you, was is that luck that you got appointed to that? Was that kind of the reason why you got into the military, or how did that no, so so when I joined the military, it was because uh, I mean I always knew I was going to join. Um, initially, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, my dad or actually both my parents are uh, both army vets. Okay, okay. Um, uh, I was initially trying to do ROTC through college for the Marines. Uh, that didn't work out, and I came back home uh, after my first semester of college to do another semester here, to not like the college here. <laughs> so I was like, ah, army sounded pretty great right now. Like, and, uh, so I talked to the recruiters and, uh, yeah, I was looking for something that was, you know, more combat oriented. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I got a call, I think at like seven in the morning one day for my recruiter. He was like, Hey man, uh, he was like, he was an infantryman, so he was super gung ho. He's like, hey man, we got a uh, healthcare specialist plot with uh, airborne attached to it. I was like, oh, what? I was like waking up. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And uh, he's like, it's a combat medic with with an airborne slot for airborne school. I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, I don't know. He's like, how do you not know? I was like, I don't know, man. Like you're trying to like get me to sign on to something that I don't know about. So I, he was like, all right, I'll call you back here in a minute. So I went upstairs and talked to my dad. And uh, mind you, my dad, he was literally on the toilet, like <laughs> with the door open. I'm literally, it's like that scene from Friday where he's like talking to his dad and he's like trying to cover his nose and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like trying to talk Don't, to him. Nobody go in there for about 35, 45 minutes. <laughs> exactly. So he's, he's, he's over there squatting and I'm just like talking to him. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, that sounds like a good option. He's like, airborne something you've always wanted. So yeah, for me, Army was kind of like uh, just a means for me to kind of get away from home. I always knew I was going to do military. Um, and I just became a medic just because it kind of fell on my, you know, fell on my lap and, uh, I enjoyed it. And then me switching over, uh, cause that's, you know, as a medic, you're the identifier for that job is a 68 whiskey. 
Um, so when I switched over to occupational therapy, which is the 68 Lima, um, that was just because, you know, I was getting towards the end of my contract. I wasn't really sure if I want to get out or not. I wanted to be more financially stable. Um, so I looked into other jobs that, that kind of popped up, uh, and my, uh, the doctor that I was working with, my, my PA, um, he was like, yeah, man, occupational therapy is a good gig. It, it does well on the outside. And that was kind of it. Like, I was just like, all right, let's do it. So went back to school for that and then got stationed at Fort Hood and, um, me getting into those behavioral health groups, it was just kind of a subset of the job. Um, you know, the army primarily uses us for, you know, those upper extremity injuries. So carpal tunnel or, you know, whatever the case is, you know, just fixing people's arms basically. Uh -huh. Um, but I learned, you know, within the school, they also do these behavioral health and like, you know, these, uh, these units, um, essentially unit behavioral, like taskings where you're just checking the unit, see if there's any gripes or complaints and you try and go in and help them with that. I never had to do the unit stuff, but I did do a lot of the classes in the hospital. So oh, okay, okay. yeah, I mean, me, me doing that was just kind of happenstance really. Hmm. You know, um, uh, I'm I'm really curious more about like like, I mean, and I'm sure that's a big part of it, but like where, where was it when you started to kind of, um, understand the beast within with like within yourself in the sense mm -hmm. of like, you know, um, man, I could only imagine like you know, fucking like throughout high school going into the military like, when I say the beast, I almost mean that inner ego. That I think a lot of times drives the the toxic shit that we do as right. men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because we want to be that fucking alpha. We want to be the dude that does everything at a hundred percent excellence. You know, um, at, at whatever cost. You know what I mean? Regardless. Right. And so, like, I guess for me, what was that journey like at, when you know, you know, going to high school, going into the military, and then like that journey in the sense of like rediscovering who you are as a man getting to know yourself getting to be in touch with your emotions because i bet as you started to come across these behavioral um uh, health things like i'm sure you like you there was probably some dissonance there i mean i could only right. imagine unless you're the perfect modern macho <laughs> <laughs> it almost no, sounds like it's it's not for me it almost sounds like it's not even possible to go into the military where you're talking life and death sometimes and also be like emotionally intelligent you know so i mean definitely as a great fucking question <laughs> yeah no it, it really is and you know there's there's a certain uh, there's a certain uh feeling or I don't want to say stigma when it comes to dudes in the military or just people in the military in general, but like, so I guess the, you know, kind of what you were saying, like the dissonance, it, it honestly really did start when I switched, you know, roles in the army and started doing these behavioral health classes. Cause I was noticing, you know, just how much, uh, as far as the curriculum would go, you know, like, Hey, you need to do this, this, and this, if you want to, you know, chill out or, you know, deal with certain issues you know in a more healthy manner i was like oh okay i'm actually doing that really well and then there was other aspects where i was just like yo i am butchering this like this is this is awful <laughs> but uh but what, what's your temperament like to begin with i guess that 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 helped like you know i guess more for like uh who like you know 
I mean, even for myself, because I don't know you, like, what what mm-hmm. is your temperament like? Because I think, you know, that that also affects, like, you know, how, how it is that you were able, like, what were the the big, um, I guess, the big hurdles that you had to overcome? Yeah. Um, no, I know for sure. So, like, I guess as far as my temperament, I'm I'm more so on the chill side. I guess I've always kind of been like that. I have my, you know, I guess my triggers or my little. Uh, pet peeves and whatnot like <laughs> so I'm, I'm in this i just moved into this house right and uh for whatever reason they like keeping lights on and that like <laughs> low key is just like a, my dad a would love peeve. you exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a dad thing and i'm not even a dad and it's just like you'll do i'm not and honestly i'm not even really playing the electricity either i'm just like so used to it but like so i get a lot of uh little triggers or, or any you know spikes in anger i kind of get it from you know, my parents kind of more so my dad, he, he kind of conditioned me to be uh, that a little bit, not necessarily in a bad way, but you know, lights on, locking the doors, that kind of thing, like I got from my dad. Mm. So going into the military, I was, uh, I was more chill than most, um, which kind of threw off some people <laughs> for a while. But then, mind you, you know, both my parents were army, they, they were both in the army up until like I was like six. Um, and then, you know, I kind of grew up with that that style of parenting in a way or that style of discipline and then <laughs> i was one of those nerds in in jrtc in high school too so i kind of had four years of that on top of everything that i did so um you know having to go through basically at that point 19 years of like a very structured discipline like lifestyle you know jumping in the military it was i was pretty chill even even uh to the point where when I first got to my unit and uh, I got to my medical platoon with all the other guys, they're like, they're like, you're way too chill for like a private. They're like, we think you're CID, which is like the undercover cops of the military. And they're like, we think you're CID. (laughs) They're like, you're you're probably going to, you know, jump in here with some like crazy rank one day and be like, you're all are under arrest. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like if y'all want to treat me like I'm CID, that's fine. Like if y'all not going to mess with me, that's cool. Um, Where do you think that chill, I mean, I guess kind of tying that into, you know, being a very chill person, I feel like there's there's two sides. I think either, you know, the upbringing was, was hopefully, right, like hopefully was very healthy uh, in terms of relationship with parents, or mm-hmm. unfortunately it was just very bad to where it, it maybe has made people, like we hear some very, very, very deep and dark stories of some some guys and their upbringings and yet they mm-hmm. become these very sweet humble men and like in, in this case like it didn't like define them and not to say that either one is right or wrong but like i i'm kind of curious like how were you able to i guess i'm so used to hearing about so many dysfunctional men that are just like oh, raging yeah. with so much ego and pride that and i'm sure you're not perfect by any means but like no <laughs> but like, what was your upbringing like, especially in, in the masculine, like, when it came to masculinity, when it came to you being a man, or even the way that you handled yourself and things like that? Like, would you would you say it was healthy now, looking back and reflecting, maybe years back? I mean, I would say, and, and mind you, my parents are probably going to listen to this, so Uh-oh. <laughs> I gotta, like, I gotta be, I don't want to be, like, not necessarily mindful, I'm always going to speak my mind, but um, I would say it was, like, probably 80 percent healthy you know both my parents uh you know in a loving marriage my whole life basically um because well because technically you know my dad's not 
my biological dad. He's technically my stepdad, but I mean, he raised me, so he earned the title of dad. You know what I mean? Nice. And uh, so I've always had that. Um, but as far as like when it comes to like temperament or why I'm chill now, it's like, and, and it's kind of in a good way. It, it's mostly in a good way, is what I would say. Is I, <laughs> I got uh, I got pooped on. I got shitted on so so often growing up, like just being told no or, you know, kind of almost that my way or the highway situation that I just kind of got used to it. So yeah. when I got into the military and, you know, they were like, oh, hey, uh, somebody lost this laser in the woods. So we're going to have to go out here and search for it for the next 12 hours. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Tight. Like that. It was just another day for me. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm, and obviously in the military, there's more often than not 80% of the time you're doing something stupid um and me just kind of having had the lifestyle that I had uh where you know I I I didn't want or need for anything like I had you know uh I had a shelter I had loving parents I had food you know I had good schooling so like you know everything was good it's just those times where I just like wanted to do something but I was told no and it just didn't make sense to me like I just had enough practice in doing that where that happening later on just didn't bother me so like you know people now with like covid and they're like oh i don't want to wear a mask or this is this is stupid this is against my rights and it's just like you know just put just put them out it's like not that big a deal like chill it's fine like <laughs> you're gonna be okay not, yeah you're gonna be fine like it's just i've been i've been pooped on so many times in in my short 27 years that i'm just used to it and like I know when to speak up because it's important and I know when to just let stuff slide just because it's not, it's not going to matter in a year or five years or even five minutes from now. You know what I mean? It's just, it yeah. just is what it is. So that's kind of where the chill demeanor comes from, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's badass, dude. Right, right now when you said, oh, I got, po I was like, wait, you got pooped on? <laughs> I thought like, legit, not, like not actually that was, his, that was his turning point in life was legit getting pooped on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, dude, that could be traumatic, dog. <laughs> Just getting squatted on. <laughs> no, nah, I, I, was, I was trying to be, I was trying to be PG-13. There and you I go. Like, I got, I got shit on, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, for sure. So that okay, like so okay with with that, I guess like, like so. Then how was it like kind of overcoming? Because I mean, I feel like this is just me. Maybe I don't feel like I had that chill demeanor to be honest. Like I mm -hmm. think sometimes like just because I could seem like like straight face or I feel like Carlos knows me best, man. I get loud. I get an. I'm like you know, right. and so I think a lot of times with that turbulence. I had a hard time overcoming that, like that, like like that masculinity or machismo that you have to kind of see face to face, man. It kind of, I, I mean, personally, my belief is it's just our own egos. It's our, it's us wanting yeah. to see us and everything. It's us wanting to see, you know. And so for you, I mean, how how was it overcoming that shit? Like, you know, while you're around all these. Oh, a lot of testosterone i'm sure a lot of oh yeah you know this yeah, and sure. that, whatever and so because i almost I, mean, I almost kind of feel and i could be totally wrong dude and i i mean i'm there's no military in my family or anything so i don't the, yeah. the little that i know is from just like friends you know <clears throat> but i almost feel especially with with the toxic mindset that i have and i'm sure somebody else probably feels the same that like i almost feel, like would it be fair to feel 
like you wouldn't be getting enough credit in the military for what you did because you weren't the guy out there like doing doing the frontline work i mean and uh, and of course i'm not trying to be like offensive but i just i guess in the world that i'm seeing it of this macho like oh gun-ho thing it's like you're doing the lord's work of taking care of guys like <laughs> and their mental health you know what i mean like and i almost feel like because i know i've had i've heard it like i've heard those conversations where like especially dudes in the military that like I'll hang out with them where they're talking to each other and it's a pissing contest, right? Or a dick measuring contest oh, yeah. where it's like, where did sure. you go? Where did you go? How long were you in? Well, how about this? How about that? And I yeah. almost feel like mm -hmm. there must have been, a, and maybe there wasn't, but I feel like for there, there could have been a struggle there where it's like you, you were doing what essentially wouldn't exist. And if it didn't exist in my world where it's just everyday life, I mean, this is the place where you are literally, you know, programmed to do a lot of darker things than you would anywhere else. Right. And so, okay, so to get back to your your question as far as, like, credit, I would say, and this is just me, this is my experience, um, I would say we're given almost too much credit. Oh, no shit. That's good. Because, That's good. Because for me, and so a lot of people, you know, for a 68 whiskey, you know, technically the, the by-the-book title for that, for my job for that is called a healthcare specialist. But most people know them as combat medics. I, for me, I never saw combat. So I just go by, I was a medic. Like, I will never claim that title because I was never in a position to do that or prove myself as being combat medic worthy. Mm. Do I feel like I was trained and proficient enough to where if something happened, I could, you know, perform? Absolutely. Like, I mean, I was in Afghanistan for nine months. And even though I, I can put that on my belt I can say that or whatever like I never gloat about it because one I never saw combat um which is is bittersweet because you know on one end of the spectrum I wanted to prove myself and be like yo I can handle my shit if I need to right. um but on the other side it's like all my guys came back the exact same way they left um some a little bit more jacked from you know being in the gym all day than <laughs> others but for the most part everybody came back you know, healthy and, and with all the same body parts they left with. And, uh, and then even when I wasn't in Afghanistan, which, you know, we didn't really do anything too crazy there. Um, back stateside, like I would say maybe five or 10% of the time I was actually doing my job as a medic, like whether that was running, um, sick call, which is basically just people coming in with random ailments or injuries and just getting seen by us um just doing that or like doing some sort of like training with the infantrymen or whatever um but i would say five or ten percent of the time i was actually doing my job the other portions of that i was you know i was uh unloading and reloading a supply container full of equipment that we have already done three days before but they wanted us to do it again today and it was just doing stupid stuff all the time. And again, that's mostly for mine. But if you were to talk to a bunch of veterans, most of the time they're just doing stupid shit all the time. Like there's no such thing as logic in, at least not in the army. Like, I don't know about every other branch, but for the most part in the army, like they're like, you know, that's why at the time uh, while I was married, you know, I would never talk about my day with my wife because I was like, I, I didn't want to have to go through that that moment of like well why'd you guys do that because 
there was no like logical good reason it's just we just did that because some douche canoe with some you know gold stripes on his collar wanted us to do it because he wasn't doing it you know what i mean so like uh. um in some cases in in i would say a lot of cases a lot of military gets too much credit but that's just me there are plenty of dudes though like i have plenty of my buddies um who have been to afghanistan done actual like stuff to been through combat and all that good stuff and there's a lot of jobs that you know they're actually doing their job like on the second half of mine when i was doing occupational therapy like i was doing my job every day i was helping patients every day you know um Whereas, you know, some of those more combat oriented jobs, if you're not doing training, you're doing some other stupid tasks that they want you to do. And in a lot of those cases, like, you know, w one big pet peeve military has, and, and Carlos, you kind of mentioned this is like, you know, people like for me, if someone was like, oh, I deployed and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Where to? And they're like, oh, I went to Kuwait. Like, nah, son, that's not a deployment. <laughs> like you're cool like no that's okay or they're like oh i went to korea or oh i went to to europe it's like no those aren't deployments those are those are rotations you you went for training you were not you know readily in any sort of harm or you know in in hazardous locations like you were just there if you were in kuwait you were just sweating your balls off that's it like congratulations i'm happy for it. hercules but, hercules but you know see okay now like, here's where i'll challenge it though but like does does that make them any less of a soldier or any less of a dude oh, for no. it? No, but if they're out here gloating, I'm Okay, I'm not, I see what I'm you're not. saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Cause, okay. Right, because, you know, and, and this is just me, but, like, I, I do not... I do not advertise that I was in the military. Right. Um, very rarely do I ever do that. I'm not one of those guys that wears, you know, the... Uh, you know, <clears throat> the war on freedom, or, you know, the you know uh the like deployment hats or like whatever like the <laughs> the grunt style t-shirts or any like i don't i just don't wear those like that's not that's not me um i've never been like that and you know even though i can say that i've been in afghanistan for nine months like i didn't i didn't do anything like i was but a driver for six months yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I feel, I I mean, feel like you're not really, giving yourself enough credit, though. I mean, like, I, I do think that is where there's a difference, and I can't see, like, yeah, no, you didn't deploy. Because I, I think that there's a difference, like, I could only imagine. If you're telling me, choose option A or choose option B, and A is, you know, you know there's a lot of political tensions, it's fucking dangerous, people, you know, are losing their lives. Mm -hmm. And then you got option B, like, you know, something could happen, you know, you never know, but, you know, something could also happen at home, so let's just say, like, you'll be safe, right? You right. know, I, I do think that set, that mindset is, there's a difference, man, and so, um, and, and you know what, and even within Afghanistan, I'm sure there's multiple layers, like, you were in Afghanistan, oh, yeah. you, you say you didn't see much, there's people in Afghanistan who saw too much, and like, right, right and exactly. so... I guess you could always chop it up and like, but I understand Carlos's question, like challenge, because it's it is very much like at what at what point do you not cut it up so much? Cause right. At the same time, right. y'all when y'all signed the, that contract, the same thing went through your head. I might not come back. I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You, you feel sure. me? And so, um, you know, I I have a, a pretty specific questions, um, just kind of because I do want to transition it out. Like, you know, just Abraham now, like who you are now, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. But for sure. but I am curious, what was your mentality 
like those last six months before you were gonna bounce out of there like you knew you knew it's the light at the end of the tunnel like what was that <laughs> yeah. like yo it was it was nice so uh my okay so at this point i uh, actually honestly this was officially now like a year and a half ago if you're if you're doing six months prior um but i was just chilling man like the last six months of anybody's military more than likely uh, especially if they're, you know, below a certain rank, it's going to be fairly chill. Like they're not going to have you doing a bunch of stuff. You're transitioning out, you're taking classes, uh, you're getting your VA stuff, you know, taken care of. Um, for me, it was more or less the same thing. I was seeing patients in the clinic, but I, you know, I was also, um, an instructor for the clinic also for upcoming people in the job. Um, so I would be What was training. your mindset like though? Like you, internally, like you know, for you, knowing that you're going to go back to society, like, what, what I'm sure you were thinking of, like, you know, like, not just your military title, but the outside world. Yeah, yeah. The civilian. So, I mean, <laughs> right. So, for the most part, it was <laughs> it, almost to a detriment. It was almost like a little too chill. Um, like, I was almost getting uh, a little complacent because for me, getting out, like, the next step was was terrifying honestly like and mind you at that time i was also like trying to like have that conversation and also within that same six months like separating from my soon-to-be ex-wife so like i had to deal with that too so not only trying to make sure that my ducks are in a row getting out and getting the va stuff figured out but then i also have to figure out you know because i don't you know i don't hate my ex or anything like it's uh it was my decision to leave um and even though it was my decision like i still very much love the girl like i'm not gonna just throw her to the wolves so i was like trying to figure out how to have that conversation and then once we did have that conversation like how to go about it and um so that was pretty that portion was very stressful um and i was good up until like right when i got out uh, but then <laughs> as soon as like the money started like depleting from the bank account, I was like, yo, that's when it started getting super stressful. That's when I started, you know, questioning myself and questioning my abilities. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I earned, or, uh, I learned the value of a dollar, you know, going to Austin cause I was in central Texas. So I was going to Austin to Uber like four, four <laughs> times a month just to be able to pay rent. And like, that was super stressful. So the transition portion out was okay but it's like after i got out that's when i was like oh okay like <laughs> that's when i was a little too like a little too comfortable or my mind was a little too distracted and like this is what real world like and it was it was honestly terrifying like you know because it's just you at that point like that you don't have the safety net of the army to to bail you out of this or that like it's on you and not really having anybody to fall back on um for more or less the first time because you know in high school you can fall back on your parents in the army you can basically fall back on the army like they might you know jack you up for it, but you have you can always fall back on them if you need to but you know being on your own for like the first time like that was and doing it at 26 at the time like it's i had very like little practice behind almost right yeah exactly or so you thought yeah. so yeah yeah and and even still now like uh, I still kind of deal with some of those issues as far as like, um, you know, cause I was really struggling there for a while and, uh, for a couple months, like just trying to figure out how I was going to pay rent or do this and that. And then once my, 
you know, GI Bill and VA stuff came through, like that was such a huge relief. But then on the flip side of like that, you know, kind of that machismo like mindset, like, oh, you you still need a safety net. Like you still need somebody to bail you out. You needed money from this, you know, from this location uh, to, to stay afloat. And you're not much of a man because you couldn't just figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, e- even though I was trying to work um, as a, as a occupational therapy technician on the outside, and even though I was like doing Uber and like all this other stuff to make money, like as soon as that money hit, it was super, um, I was super grateful and, and I really appreciated it. But on the, on that like small voice to the side, it was just like, oh, you, you were, you're not much of a man because you needed, you needed the VA and the GI Bill to bail you out of your hard times basically. So, um, I mean, now having that being a year later, like I had to, in a, in a way, some of that is still prevalent. Like I still kind of feel that way. Um, but on the flip side, it's, I've, I've been able to talk myself down and be like, Hey, like you also set your, yourself up for that. Like you did seven years of service so that the army's going to, they guaranteed you a GI bill. So use it. Like, that's what it's there for. It's, it's, you earn that. And then same thing with my VA stuff. It's like you put your body in harm's way and training and all this other stuff and you, you know, have your small ailments and they said they were going to pay you and you deserve that too. So it's kind of like, it's this back and forth of, you know, I earned it, but then on the flip side, it's like, oh, well, you kind of like, they bailed you out basically. It's like they, the, you know whole, I mean? the whole ego thing, just getting in your way of accepting something that you really oh, yeah. deserve, right? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. It's yeah, it's weird. It's part of the contract, though. I mean, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> that you know, it's funny. I feel like the the way I I like you know related to my life was almost like if I wouldn't accept health insurance for my current job, like it's not part of my paycheck. So a lot of times I don't see it as them paying me for my services, like for whatever right. you know. But it's like, hey, they pay for my fucking insurance, and hey, that is an expensive bill. <laughs> like when I look at that yeah. bill, like wow, they pay, they almost pay a lot more for that than they do for me, you know. So, anywho, yeah, that's just then, man, um, for sure, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. How have you how have yeah. you dealt with some of those issues now? I mean, like, like what kind of stuff do you do you do? I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, anything from, from hobbies, exercises, I don't know, me- mental workouts, like what kind of things have helped you out? Because I'm sure at some point that couldn't have been normal for you. I mean, would you say that a lot of those things are – it's normal for you to take care of your mental health now? Like are you at least in a – where are you at now compared to where you were years ago on maybe similar issues that you had dealing with, with, the, with your issues of masculinity and, and feeling like a quote-unquote man? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so mental health and, and my awareness to it is, is a lot more, uh, is almost at the forefront. Like it's, it's kind of one of the things that I try and, and manage every day or, you know, try and take positive steps towards. Um, cause for me, like I didn't really become aware or even really look into it up until like a few years ago. Okay. Um, so, and then especially after I got out, like, and just kind of being in this turmoil or, or being in the dark, um, you know, you kind of have to at that point. Like it's just been building up and building up and building up, and like now you have to deal with it. Right. And uh, so for this last year, it's just been, just you know, it's been a roller coaster. Honestly, like there's, 
there's certain aspects where I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I, I did that. Like, that's that's dope. And then there's other sections where it was just like, like, I, like I've told you before in the men's circle, like there was a period for a couple months back in the spring that I was just, I was just down, dude. Like, I, it was just, things were just dark. Um, and uh, I, I found very little motivation to do just about anything. Like, I worked when I needed to or when I could. Uh, and, um, you know, because of COVID, like, you know, hours were not very plentiful for, for my job set. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked when I could. Um, I basically just became like a home, like, I was more of a homebody than I already was. So I was just like in my office, in my room, in my little safe space, like all the time. Um, and that, the, I'm appreciative of it, appreciative of it now. Um, but having to go through that was like traumatic, not traumatic, but like it was needed. It was necessary. I was very down um, and it sucked, but I grew so much from it that I appreciated it. And uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, but um, as far as like the mental health stuff, like, you know, I, I've mentioned before in the men's circle, like I have, uh, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't touched it in like a month, but I have the, uh, that journal that gives you prompts. It's like, Oh, how are you feeling today? Like what are your, some achievements that you're going for this week? What are some things you've done well? Like blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I do that. I, I do a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy, which if you're not familiar, or the listeners aren't familiar. It's kind of like taking a distorted thought and trying to break it down or, or, uh, disassemble it very logically. So, you know, for me kind of going back to like the, the money thing, cause obviously money is, is a big, uh, manly topic, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah. Um, you know, like it's like, Oh, you're less of a man because you need VA money to be sustainable. It's like, okay, so I have VA money, but I earned it. Uh, I have ailments on my body that, you know, I'm not at 100%. So, um, and the army was a huge contributor to that. So I earned that money. And it's also within that same mindset. It's like, I can pay my bills. I'm good. Paying your bills is a part of like being a man, (laughs) you know, (laughs) obviously. Um, And I even try and look at it from like a positive uh, aspect is like, you know, even though, you're getting money from here. Like I'm also going to school. Like I'm, I'm getting an education for photography and all this other stuff and like the things that I want to do. And like, I spent so much time in the army doing things that I hated doing, um, that now I'm in a position where I can build on the things that I want to do. And that's going to help me, you know, develop this photography business and videography business that I want to do. And that's going to be, uh, you know, bringing in money too. So like, even though, I have this voice in my head saying, you need money from this source so you're less of a man. It's like, right, but it's also giving me the opportunity to take advantage of being in this position and grow from it. And I can use, you know, whatever uh, to be better. So cognitive behavioral therapy is a big one. Um, Just working on my health in general. So like trying to go to sleep at a good time. eating better foods and exercising and stuff, you know, taking care of your body is such an underrated, uh, positive coping mechanism or coping skill, basically that so many people take for granted. Like so many people, like, especially as a first world country, like we, 
we do not take care of our bodies the way that it should, nationally speaking. Like, a lot of people, you know, will eat healthy and, and exercise and they'll be fine. But as a country, like, we suck. <laughs> so, so a lot of people don't realize that, you know, taking care of your body is a huge step forward when it comes to your mental health. Like, your mind is a part of your body. And if you take care of your body, it's going to put you in a better position to take care of other things, especially mental. Um, so, you know, in the last year, I've, I've done things to... Uh, you know, distance myself from certain people or give myself time to decompress or, you know, taking those things that, you know, you don't want to deal with. Like if you, if you could take that problem and turn it into a person, like you would not want to be locked in that room with that person. Like, right. and I've had to deal with that. Like I've had to face my demons, so to speak. So, you know, tweaking little things here and there, lifestyle choices to, to be better. And then, you know, having to face those demons have been such a huge benefit for the last year. It's been crazy. Like a lot of it sucked, but, um, you know, looking back on it, like I, I wouldn't take it back. Uh, and it's, it's only made me better as a, as not necessarily just a man, but just as a person and, and someone who wants to, to kind of be a positive voice when it comes to to mental health and mental health mental health awareness like that's that's why i got involved with you guys you know like because i from from jump like from the first episode like i was on board and i was like i'm getting involved with these dudes no matter what like i could just be somebody cheering from the sidelines like i don't care like this needs to happen because it's so under talked about and so underutilized especially in our culture like it, it needs to be done so um yeah, I guess in a nutshell, in the last year, that's that's what I've been doing. Hey, honestly, and I appreciate that, bro. Like, um, I appreciate the mentality even, like, because you know what? Like, I feel like that's a mentality I carry. Like, if there's something that I'm about, if there's something that I feel is, I, I don't give a fuck. Like, I will cheer from the sidelines. And if that's, like, <laughs> right. the, the biggest title I'll attain I'll be fucking proud of that title. Like it, it'll be a title that, yeah. like, and not not because of me, but more because of of it's bigger than than just us. You know what I mean? I feel like, right. And I, I mean, even me and Carlos are joking about it. Like, if this is what failure is, dude, we're fucking loving failure. Failure feels good, you know, because yeah. it, it's it's not about even us, like as like the facility. It's really about the talking point, which is, you know, like what the fuck does it mean to be a man? Like, what what is society telling us? What is our inner self telling? Me? Like, a lot. It just gets all fucking jumbled up in our head, and we end up just being someone we think we need to be. But um. But yeah, man, right. fucking. Yeah. And in yeah. very different environments, you know, after, like we discussed after a while, I mean, there's only so much about me and about Santi that like, we're all so different. And, yeah. and, and to begin with, I think when it comes to mental health, that's like the biggest thing is, is, you know, like we're almost all expected to read the same ten same sentence that explains to us what goes on in our brain and like what we're lacking when it comes to, you know, going through depression. And somehow we're yeah. all supposed to connect with that sentence and get better. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, that, that's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, something like this, it's like, dude, we're able to uh, talk to different people from different realms of the world, going through different things. And I think, like, 
and, and again, it's not even like we're changing the world, but it's like that's – I feel like to me that's a lot more meaningful. Like there's so no, much more purpose behind that. Yeah, it's, it's a starting point. Like that's – again, that's why I wanted to get so involved because I was like this is going to go somewhere. Like I, I – I, I, you heard it here first. In five <laughs> years. In five years. This podcast is going to get so big and it's going to impact so many people. Like it's going to be – that positive change you want to see in the world and i i again that's why i got involved like that's why i wanted to be a part of this so bad even if i was just a cheerleader on the sidelines because i knew that this is exactly where things needed to go um yeah i don't know it's just well honestly and it might not even be this podcast like my my like interpretation i am honestly living in the present when it comes to this shit like this is as good as it's good, you know, but I'm, I'm because for me, it's not about this. I, I don't think, and I mean, hopefully you're right. Hopefully this podcast will be the shit in five years, you know, oh, but yeah. if not, I, I really hope at the very fucking least, the talking point will be mm-hmm. something that in five years we can all talk about and it, and it'll be okay. I don't think that'll be the case because we, you know, generationally speaking, we don't have the, the same ideals. Or who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm just being fucking. Gen- I'm generalizing. You're assuming gen- already. You know? <laughs> like exactly. Too much to say. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, no, it's it's a great point. I wanted to ask you. So, do you feel like you've always been in tune with your emotions? Like, I hear. I I feel like I hear a lot of pretty emotional. At this point, you seem like a pretty perfect dude, Abrin. Is what we're trying to say. We need to hear like, about your flaws a little bit. No, I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> I mean, but like, you know, do you feel like you've always been in tune with, with your emotions? Not, not always. Uh, and like I said, it kind of started when I started teaching those cl- those behavioral health classes. You know, okay, I'm doing this right. I'm kind of doing this wrong. Um, but just kind of, and honestly, uh, a, a big... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? A big credit that I need to give is is towards YouTube, because um, I was watching. I would I, honestly, I'm one of those guys that watches more YouTube than I do like Netflix or Hulu or like any of that other stuff. <laughs> and uh, just seeing all these different perspectives, seeing all these different people doing whatever the case is, um, you know, just exposing myself to more and more people and more and more dudes that were just kind of living their lives and and showing their own examples of emotional intelligence or being in tune to with whatever it is that they had going on um really kind of started helping with my awareness and and trying to build off of that so no um at least for like especially for the first few years in the army like again it was just kind of like uh you know shut up and deal with it like you know the the greatest the greatest and the worst thing i could have ever taught myself while i was in was teaching myself to just say fuck it and move on (laughs) with whatever it is was going on like like oh we have to do this egregious thing all right fuck it like <laughs> you just you just go do it and like and you would just ignore your emotions so often and so towards the end is when i really started becoming more emotionally aware and 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 just um and mind you like i'm you know like you guys are saying trying to get into my flaws a little bit like i'm not a perfect dude um i am currently like i said in the end stages of a divorce uh you know i am living basically in my best friend's basement like i'm renting it out um so in in very many standards and many very or a lot of different circles you can you know kind of point those out as flaws um 
but again, just trying to get into this new modern macho mindset, this new healthy perspective. It's like, no, like this is, these are things that I needed to go through in order to be a better person, to be a better man. Um, and when it comes to just, you know, being more emotionally intelligent, it was literally just having to put myself through the ringer, like, mm. you know, watching other people live their lives and, and learning from it, learning from my own life and my own mistakes. Um, and, you know, like I mentioned back in, uh, back in the spring, like I, I kind of went into that downward spiral, spiral because of a, of a breakup. And, I, you know, even just now, like even within the past few days, cause I, I just ruminate, I'll think about it. You know, uh, I spend more time in my head than, than not, but, uh, you know, I'm realizing that you know, for me, because of how the relationship was and how impactful it was to me and how positive it felt for me, um, going through that breakup was devastating. Like, I didn't really have to deal with that in high school. Like, I never really, I, <laughs> I, I was not a ladies man. I'm, I'm not a ladies man. Like, that's just not me. So, you know, mm. a, a lot of people will go through that spiral very early in life and learn from it and develop from it. But for me, like, I had to wait until I was 26 in order to, like, be devastated, to be heartbroken like that. Um, so it took me months to get out of it. Like, just, you know, puppy, pup, almost kind of like puppy love, but not in the in the same way. But, you know, going through a breakup like that, like, it took a while. And that's, that's an ongoing thing. Like, that's an ongoing uh, mental health journey for me. It's like there's a bunch of things, you know, because of the path I chose, there's a lot of things that I did have to deal with that... I benefited from it, you know, benefited from immensely, um, like sucking it up and putting a mask on because COVID, you know, or there's other things that I didn't have to deal with, like, you know, being 100% on my own and succeed or fail, it's on me. And that's like a lot of pressure, you know, um, and some people will experience that some people don't. Uh, but, you know, it's, a, it's an ongoing process for me, my mental health has been uh, is a priority now and it started become a priority a couple years ago but before that it was not great like i would you know ignore my emotions i would play video games when i didn't want to think about something or i would go dr like i'm a veteran so i like to drink uh so you know you just drink your sorrows away or whatever um but yeah I've, I've i very much had like an like the old machista mindset as far as like dealing with your emotions you don't you don't deal with your or you deal with your emotions by not dealing with them right like you just ignore them like you just push them aside right or right. pretend they don't exist and uh now like i'm realizing that you know a lot of people that do that a lot of people that do that posturing at least in my mind people do that they they try and put on this ego this this facade of what a man is because they realize that they are just scared little boys that don't want to admit that they're scared little boys damn you know you how know many I mean? men you're attacking right now i'm attacking truth? most and i don't give a fuck I, i'll give hey. you my address you can come <laughs> yeah. talk to me I, right no, now dude, you know i what mean saying? hey I, I love that i love that because you're absolutely right like yeah that's the fucking truth i mean i i think that the, the, the men that are that the so-called toughest and you know the rowdiest right. and then the most aggressive mm -hmm. are really the guys that that just need a hug or needed a hug at <laughs> yeah, some dude. point you know what i mean like Legit. like i do like i it makes me sad dude like believe it or not it makes me sad because i know i can't necessarily like help someone like that to where i can like do things for them but it's like i feel like 
learning so much more about mental health has made me so much more aware of those things to the point to where even even myself dude being like a machista like someone would do that and it's like oh fuck you you know what i mean like i'll give it right yeah, back yeah, yeah. to you i'll give it right back to you whereas right. to now it's almost like damn like who hurt you bro or like <laughs> yeah what yeah. what is going on like i mean i even joke about it sometimes at work like some of the guys that run work that are just like you know they they start putting their dudes down and they're yelling and like you know mm -hmm. some, some of these guys start joking around they're like well they don't get to yell at home and that's why they're here and like you know some of these guys laugh but to me i'm like okay that's kind of an insensitive joke but at the same time like there's some truth behind that like i think yeah. if this guy was genuinely happy with his life and there was things that he was like maybe even shit that he was sitting in for a minute you know, and was embracing certain feelings, I feel like he would have a much... Now, I'm not denying that some days fucking suck. Some days are stressful. Some days we just need to fucking pull our heads out of our asses and get shit done. Like, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, you know, for sure. For sure. For sure. But, like, I think eight out of ten times, it's just we're so angry at the world because we are not facing anything. Right. And we're not conditioned to. Like, we're not yeah. taught at, at a young... for You know, for most, I would imagine. You know, you're not right. taught at a young age to it was funny because like um i was before i moved uh i had a roommate and i was watching uh this show called baby daddy i don't know if you guys have heard of it but uh in in the episode uh the one of the main characters was like you know kind of feeling down and and whatnot but he's also like in his character was like a uh like a professional hockey player in new york and all this other stuff and my roommate uh, a female she like just kind of caught the episode a little bit and I don't know I don't know where the comment like kind of came from but she was like she was like oh yeah this show's kind of cool she's like yeah and that guy would be kind of hot if he wasn't being such a bitch and I was like wowzers no you like, didn't are you serious like you haven't even seen the show like you don't even know the context of what's going on and him showing emotion him being mopey for this one literally one episode like all of a sudden he's a bitch like he's unattractive yeah. because he's showing emotion and mind you like my roommate's not like like she's she is also very much emotionally intelligent she just she just had a moment i guess <laughs> but it was just like it was just like that's such no a thing, let's though. let's put her out there hey, yeah, her at? <laughs> we're gonna no, i'm just kidding okay so she's in season <laughs> central to, no, <laughs> just like, just like, hey but you but, know what uh, though that it brings up a good point though like i mean and we're not knocking on on her but like it no, brings no, up no, a no, good no. point and i think santi's even brought this up where like have, like yeah like it <laughs> Like, you know what? It is true, man. Like, we need to step up our game on the shit that we're doing. But also, like, let's be real. Like, that, the, the people. that's I'm just, just gonna, not hot to I'm just like going to say, like, <laughs> the, there are people, right, being very, very general about it. There are people on the other side <laughs> that fucking, like, fall into this toxic, toxic masculinity with us. And, like, and, oh, the yeah. thing, and the thing is that, like, I think there's two sides. Like, there's one where it's, like, fuck, if we're doing our part... I can't tell you what to do, but do your fucking part too. But then there's right, also yeah. there's also that side of like even having to accept. I, I still struggle with that, man. You know what? I was just talking to Santi about this earlier where I was like, I feel so much better in my mental health when it comes to my feelings and my emotions with my friends, you know, even with you guys, um, with my mm -hmm. family, with everyone. But I'm not going to lie, dude. Like when it comes to my feelings romantically, like I still feel oh, like that's... I can't be myself because I feel like 
deep inside, I'm still a bitch if I try to be this person that I am with a woman. You know, right. like, and, and of course it doesn't consume me. I, of course I know that the right kind of woman is going to take me for who I am. Like, I get it. Like, I, right. I really do get it on the surface, but it doesn't deny the fact that it still fucks with me. Right, yeah, no, yeah. 100%. It's, it's so hard to do that. Um, it's, 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 you know, un, uh, it's new territory. Like, you know, we're trying to be for the lack of a better word, mental health experts ourselves, and then all of a sudden we have to throw, you know, an intimate. We we have to throw an intimate partner into the mix too, it's and it's just like scary, are man. You, it's like, are you with me, or are you gonna judge me? Like, right, right. It's just, yeah, it's it's tough for like a hundred percent. And I think that's another reason why I'm like I'm so. The other the other day when we were talking about confidence, because I do think that's one thing that, um, you know. Like, like I'm just speaking the binary of like you know male female. Like, Once again, females, we're not experts. Yeah, I'm just right. speaking like, like <laughs> yeah, even yeah. amongst us too, right? And so I I feel like a lot of times females fucking who are seeking males, like they they want to see like they want to see that that confidence within us, right? That they, right. I, I, and I think that's fair. Like it's fair that for they sure. want a confident man because I think. Even for us, when we're seeking female, like, we want to see a confident female, right? But right. like, oh, sure. I, I, I think that's where it gets gets even twisted. And they, I think it gets twisted on their end even to a certain extent because I do think on the extreme end, for some extreme cases, like some females will see, no, if you fight, you're fucking confident. That shows confidence. That shows like that physical dominance. And like, and of course, right. like I said, I think conf- like there is a s- certain amount of confidence that it takes to get to that point. Um, But I think at the end of the day, if we're also able to decipher what confident means and even among within our own heads, like, you know, be able to to kind of like be confident in our own ways. At the end of the day, I I mean, I feel like even from like uh, like friends who have mentioned like female friends who have mentioned like aspects that they like about their partners or their people that they're attracted to confidence is always one of them and sometimes it, it's oh, yeah. not always a violent thing but i think we sometimes even interpret it that way yeah, like confidence true, right? means like like you, you always think directly to what you lack so maybe not necessarily right but mm-hmm. i mean you could right and so like Anywho, I'm just fucking like. It makes you know, sense though. I it's think, almost I like. I think it also the balls in our court in the sense like we need to reimagine what confidence looks like, and that it right. Can, right. it's a mindset, not a not a trait or a characteristic. Right. And I can, right, and yeah, right. I could definitely. That's a great point because I actually feel like what you know, even though I have those thoughts, the fact that they're not consuming me. When you put it that way, I think it's maybe because because even though I'm embracing my feelings, like I feel a lot more confident in doing it. Oh, where, yeah. I'm, where I'm like, and I, I think you guys could probably agree where you're like, okay, we know we're embracing a moment. We know we're talking about being sad today. We're even having a moment. We might even cry or we might just be really anxious and we might even feel like assholes for, for thinking the dark things that we do. Right. But yeah, there's that confidence of us where it's like, no, but we're good. Like we're fine. We know how to handle ourselves. We're not. It's, I'm not coming to you crying to you because I can't handle myself. This is me just being confident and being in touch with my emotions right now, you know? Right. And I think that's, that makes sense. I think that's that's fair across the board because, um, you know, like, <laughs> and I've I've been called this more so recently, but like just me being confident in certain things, like I've been called narcissistic and arrogant, 
And it's like, in that like threw me for a loop. I was like, wait, what? Like, no. Because like to me, if like if you're gonna call somebody that, like you're basically saying they're Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like you're just like that's (laughs) that's like that's like the highest level of narcissism as an example I can probably get. And it's just like it got to a point where I was like, wait, am I like that? Like I had to like like legitimately ask people. Like I was literally seeking like counsel from other people like yo am i like this like am i not seeing something am i just not seeing it yeah and and no like across the board everybody was like no that's ridiculous i was like okay cool because i think i'm a piece of shit so i would imagine everybody else does too you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh but yeah but it's like it's this weird dichotomy of like you know if a guy is is very confident depending on how he presents himself like he's he's seen as like you know, a dick or, you know, an arrogant guy or on the flip side, if a female does the same thing, then she's seen as like, she's uh, a bitch, you know, she's a, a bitch, bitch or yeah. like, she, or she's like risque or whatever. Like, you know, if she's confident yeah. in her sexuality, she said, like, no, like, she's oh, a bitch. She's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just What's like, what's wrong with her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's like that across the board. Confidence is like, is such a weird, like, inner peace to have because basically if you're confident it's saying you're okay with your insecurities or you know that you that they don't define you right yeah um and those those people that are actually arrogant those that are actually posturing it's like they have insecurities that they don't want to deal with or that yeah. they do believe in you know that's I mean? not confidence at all that's a facade. <laughs> right exactly it's fake yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly yeah I'm glad so we brought that up, though, because I think it's it's just as important to to see that. Like, yo, we're trying to do everything we can, but that don't mean that like there are, that everyone is on board with what we're doing or that there's not oh, yeah. things that we need to – it's important that we're aware of them, right? Because I think that translates to everything, not just like us as men focusing on our toxic traits and even holding ourselves accountable to our mistakes. I think it goes to everything like this isn't a perfect world. And, and there is a certain level of where this world will eat you alive if you allow it to. You know, because I, dude, I I know in my experience, like there's been plenty of times where I'm like, I'm just going to be honest, you know, like, like, like at work, guys, like the guys are always dude, it's only a fuck up if you get caught, you know, it's only a fuck up. And it was like, no, I gotta be honest. Like I gotta be, and it was like, dude, I fucked myself so many times because it was, it was like, I didn't learn how to play the game. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm a liar. I'm just saying like, yo, it was also my guilt of like, oh, I fucked up. I need to go tell somebody. It's like, dude, just fucking fix it. Like, it's only a fuck up if you get caught. You know, you don't have yeah. to go over there yeah. and say, do yeah. something. Because <laughs> I, I was, I was very extreme on that. I was very extreme on like, like, oh, I'm being, I'm gonna be a good person. I'm gonna touch my I'm emotions. The same Everything's way with gonna my, be great. With my job, with like all my new jobs, I've always been the same. And towards the end, I'm like, why didn't I just fucking like <laughs> do what I knew, what I was supposed to do? But no, like you right. almost want that validation. You want to, you know, you don't want to let anybody down, which I think is right. Um, yeah, it could be admirable too, you know. Yeah. Oh man, that's fucking crazy. So what are you doing <laughs> these days? Oh, uh, oh, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, what do you? No, no, no. I was just gonna fucking bring something old up about how my dad would be embarrassed <laughs> if sure. he knew what I was doing. No, just uh, if he knew that I was like here talking oh, about yeah, men's yeah, yeah. health. Or, oh, like, he'd probably yeah. be like embarrassed for me. Like, damn, yeah. you're doing that? And, it, yeah. and I've always been kind of curious, like, and this is this is just me coming, <laughs> it's me coming at y'all as like, as a modern macho, as 
someone who cares about you guys like yo y'all need to like have that conversation <laughs> at some point like you know you have to like and scene have a great night it's been a great episode uh, <laughs> roll the music no yeah. just, what, but, what 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 conversation like with our parents ah you're right yeah, with man. your dads about like the podcast oh, yeah. and like what what your guys are about because it, again if you guys get so big in five years like you, oh, you're not gonna be able to hide it anymore you know what i mean like yeah. oh yeah for sure oh no most but see at that point and my dad like he'll see the riches so he'll be like Fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like he'll be all about the mental health dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's like oh yeah i cry too sometimes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's a rich no. bitch <laughs> yeah because it, like right now is when it matters because right now is where that social standard of failure is kicking in that we're just yeah. loathing in like we fucking love that's it. that's true though that's true. I'm i mean, loving it. I mean I'm like yeah, I mean, I, yeah. No, and you're right, man. On a more serious note, like, it is true. And I think that's even why, very slowly, but I've kind of fucking, I don't even want to say that I'm like, oh, I did it for, like, the podcast. But just, like, you know, practicing what we preach. And as much as I'm a talker, yeah. like, I, I, I'd like to think that as the more I've matured, the more I've grown, like, I really, really try to make sure that my actions speak louder than words. And, and, and like, I... I don't even need the validation from, from the podcast, but like, I just like, for right. my own life, I'm like, dude, you know, I mean, I've told you guys, like, even my parenting, like, okay, I'm gonna stop telling Julian how to clean up. Maybe I should just get in there with them and fucking show him and he's gonna pick it up just as well. Just like little things like right. that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, to be honest, bro, like, I think that's why I was even so, I don't wanna say weird, but like, from the beginning, you're, you're talking about like, oh, I talked to my dad about this and like, I'm intentional. And it's like, damn bro like that's to me it's fucking weird because i'm like like to hear to hear other men like have struggles and this is why i think this whole thing's important because to hear other men to have struggles to what my in my head and i think even that's one of our toxic things is that we compare ourselves right we're constantly comparing ourselves dude or Mm -hmm. like i catch i catch you saying it i catch shanti saying i catch myself saying it where we're like oh well you know you know, I'm already five years behind. To what? To who? Exactly. Like what? Like what? Yes. The, what the fuck are you talking about? Like where? Show me the book that says by 23 <laughs> right. you need to have it. Like, but it's just in, so ingrained in us. And you know, I think we're all mm-hmm. constantly working on that. That like, yeah. When you were discussing about like the relationship with your dad, I'm like, dude, it trips me out, bro. Because I'm just like, damn, that sounds like super healthy. Like, how do you even have issues? Like, why are you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me how, how like. We're all just so different, but we're not at the same time. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I think, uh, and, and not to, to really bring him into the conversation, but my, I don't remember what the, the topic was specifically, but, like, a couple months ago, me and my dad were talking about something, and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, that would, uh, that would bring my anxiety up. And to even just hear him say that word <laughs> in reference to himself, I was like, wait, what? The like. Fuck? Like, and, you know, like, low-key, you know, you kind of knew, like, subconsciously you knew, like, hey, he's a human. He has emotions. He deals with stuff, too. But to hear him, like, say or, or to read a text saying, oh, yeah, that would, like, trigger my anxiety is, like, whoa. Like, that's not something I, you know, because you see, like, a lot of times, you you know, guys will see their dads as, like, you know, like, almost like a god. Like, you know, like, they are right, the definition right. of man. And then all of a sudden you throw this little blurb of, like, emotional you know intelligence in there you're just like whoa like you kind of see them almost like you know you see them more as a fellow human versus like your parent or this like model 
But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a, it was a weird moment where he just said that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I forgot you are <laughs> in right, fact a man, right. you're a human being. Like you can get anxious sometimes. That's right. Okay, cool. Like I got to remember that. Like, <laughs> and like to just... be, to be kind of fair, like I don't think I could ever see my dad ever saying something like that. Like I almost right, feel exactly. like his, his emotional intelligence is his machista mentality, which, but I'm not right. justifying it. Like, I'm not saying that's right, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's important to understand it. And, and I, I think kind of so like what you were saying though, and, and even, it even relates to what we're talking about, like, you know, with like having a girlfriend, right. And feeling like, ah, she mm-hmm. probably still thinks I'm a bitch, even though she wants me to be more like <laughs> in touch with my emotions. Like, right. I think the the big message to get out of that is like, if we don't fucking try though, like we can't just assume. Because as much right. like I'm realizing that that me thinking that my dad is a machista, me thinking that my dad would never say anxi- that, that like he has anxiety or that he's suffering from something, at the end of the day, no matter how ingrained it is in my head, I'm just assuming. Right. Because I've never yeah. had that conversation like that with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it was like that text I sent you a little while ago about the one of the other episodes and um, about love languages and like you know kind of having conversations with the people it's like unless unless you you know put it all out on the table unless you you know put all your cards out there for everyone to see and and express to people how you communicate and how you want to be communicated to like it's still on you like if you don't do that like if but if you you know put yourself out there if you talk to them if you're like hey this is what i'm doing this is what's going on this is how i express love this is how i like to receive love like you know until you can do that then it's no you know then it's on them but if you don't do that if you don't communicate then there's still more that you could do you know so like for you two like i'm not trying to, i'm like not trying to like bring, <laughs> bring it back no, <laughs> cue the no, music no I, I hear you. it's just like I hear you. but like that you know sense, until you yeah. guys until you guys can and and almost kind of like as a almost as a traditional mantra just be like yo this is what i'm doing fuck you if you don't like it like just put it out there like just give them the opportunity to respond and if if it's negative, then, you know, prepare for that. And if it's positive or if it's just kind of neutral, like play the field. But until you can honestly say that you have done your part in communicating that, like, you know, there's still more technically that you can do. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Appreciate put, that. Put spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah appreciate that, Get the fuck out of here. We're done with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew we shouldn't have had him on. I knew it. <laughs> no, hey, man. Yeah. It is. I, I think for, it could, you know, like you said, I don't know. And and I, very, uh, fuck, man. I, I fucking hate you. Right it's now. a lot. No. Like, no, it, the thing is that, like, for, because I do agree in this sense, like, I know I, I've told Santi, like, I'm very uncomfortable lately because I know that I'm really trying to push these things. And that's really one mm-hmm. thing that I'm, like, I guess I'm focused on and, like, and I guess kind of want, like, to open the door to Santi, too, to give some insight. And, like, I want to hear more of his, of your input, too, bro. But, like, I feel like for, for growth purposes, right? Like, of course, of course I want to have a perfect relationship with my dad, with my mom, with everyone. But mm-hmm. I feel like at this point I've also accepted that, like, those ideals are just not going to happen. Right. Like we're just like we're always going to have differences. Like I think like that's part of it. You know what I mean? Like that's part of loving people and, and having a great foundation where you're going to bump heads. But like I guess even for, for the sake of growth, like focusing on the things you can't control. And I realized if I put it even in those simple terms, 
okay, so what's slowing me down sometimes is like those bitterness and those resentments that I have towards my mm-hmm. dad. So what can I control? Well, there's certain things that I at least need to say. I can't control that my dad will like it. I can't control that my dad's going to agree or that he's going to be there. But like right. for the sake of my own growth, I need to focus on what I can control and I need to do something about it, whatever the fuck that may be. But if I'm also being completely honest with myself, I know that it's having those conversations. I know that part yeah. of that is stopping me from my growth. Oh, yeah, 100%. And and it's it's always – it's interesting because, like, some people can, can take a conversation like that with a parent or with a partner or whoever, and it'd be, like, they're comfortable that they can just do that. Like, for me, like, when it was, you know, trying to talk to my, my future ex-wife um, – having that conversation or even thinking about having that conversation was like anxiety on 11 like it just but but then you put me in a situation where i have to jump out of an airplane it's just like i mean okay this sucks but like i'll do it like <laughs> like it's fine like you know you can take people from in different situations and and they're all going to have a different reaction to it like for me talking to my dad i can talk to my dad about just about anything um, granted it took some time to like get to that point um, you know I would say maybe in the last 10 to 12 years like we've grown together like that um, so for me like having a conversation like that wouldn't be as anxiety inducing as maybe it would be for you guys so it's always kind of interesting to see how people like handle will things. handle things will feel turbulent in certain situations yeah so I can I can understand so like when when I'm looking at you two and you, you two are just like, God, fuck this guy. Like, why did he have to say that? <laughs> no, like, no, but I, I appreciate it. it. I do. Yeah, I, do. I get it. Because I've been in that situation yeah. before. So. And you know, I, I know Carlos mentioned he wants to hear from me, but I'm actually going to have to uh, step back. Step back. Okay. Just, okay. Just, be, no, just because th- that's th- totally cool. You know what? I will say this, though. Like, I think w- the way that conversation is going to happen with my dad is going to it's going to be in stages. And I think I've entered stage one. Like, oh, okay. Um, okay. To some that's extent, good, this weekend, and so so we'll see. You know, we'll see. And that's, I apologize. Awesome. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. I wanted to make no, sure. No, you're I, good. That you're good. I, I, I mean, you, I just want I mean, to include you in the conversation because you yeah. I'm looking at. I'm you know we're zooming. I'm looking at you smiling over there, and I'm like, I have a feeling he wants to say something. So I want to make sure he <laughs> talks. But <laughs> nah, it's just funny. Like it's it's such a trip that you asked at this particular time because Carlos knows. Like I haven't. He, Carlos knows and he doesn't. I think. Because I think, right. like, I, I'm, you know, I told him that there's some shit that, I, you know, I'm regulating um, on over the oh, weekend. Yeah. And so it actually pertains a little bit, like, well, actually a lot of it is to to my talk with my dad. But unfortunately, like, kind of where I'm at with my dad is, um, you know, I love my dad. And I will talk about my dad in the sense of, like, you know, he's, uh, like, he's fucking one of he has such a good heart but his delivery is just off unfortunately right. for him yeah, yeah and right. so um uh, you know what like i have a lot of compassion for him i have a lot of love for him i have a lot of um <clears throat> honestly like you know i was i was talking to um gabby about this uh or uh, me and Carlos is shared therapist. <laughs> um, I was talking to her about like you know, fucking. I think when it comes to my pops, like, um, damn, where was I? What was I saying? I feel like I'm already like. 
my mind goes about so him, fast at this point about him like he did being compassionate, being compassionate. good heart bad delivery oh yeah his process his process is just you know a little off and um and i don't know you know i i, I don't yeah, I, honestly, that's not what I, I... I was going to say something specific about... But I lost my train of thought, so I'm going to just let it go. But, you know, like, you know, he fucking... Um, oh, I was talking to her about resentment. I, I'm, that I, you know, mm. sometimes I tell her, like, you know, I don't want to have resentment. And I really don't... I really don't feel that with my pops. Like, I feel a lot of sadness, though, you know? Like, for me, like, towards him, I feel a lot of, like, dang, dude, like... Like, even though there's a lot of admiration towards him, because, like, you know, for the longest time, like, he defined what it was to be my pops. Like, you know, I, like, I still mm -hmm. remember stories about, like, dude, I remember one time, we were, at, I, we were at a Costco gas pump, and you know how those lines get, they get long, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's, and like, there was, seven fucking lanes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we finally get to the pump, and my pops is, is putting, no, 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 we're right, be, we're right behind the pump. And so the guy who's pumping, his shit goes off. And mind you, I, me and my dad are working. So we're like, we're trying mm -hmm. to get to the next house. You know? <laughs> and so, and you know what? And in this case, my dad was probably the villain. But to me, this was like, <laughs> oh, this is my pops. You know, I was so, and like, whatever. The, the, guy, the gas pump goes off and he starts talking to the fucking waitress, not the waitress, the, the worker, the Costco worker. And they just start talking about their fucking evening or their afternoon or whatever and they're just like hey karen how's it going oh uh, you know they start having that whole and my dad was like the fuck are these people doing <laughs> so he gets out of the truck dude and mind you this guy was he's pretty big and i'm sure the guy fucking just said this little guy and he just drove off but my pops was like hey like with his broken ass english like hey like you need to you need to move and then the guy scoffed at him you're talking to me and dude my dad's serious like it, the most fierceness i've ever had in his eyes like yeah i'm talking to you oh, <laughs> and dude shit. the guy just like said i i think i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty sure the guy was like look like you know he probably would have right, my right. dad's ass you know what i mean let's be honest and then i would probably have to step in all fucking like oh shit yeah. <laughs> but that to me bro that is my dad like you know that kind of fucking like like, get the fuck out of my way. I got shit to do. Like, I don't have right. time for your fucking shenanigans here, you know? Right. And I don't know. Like, that to me, like, that's my dad. And I, and I love him for that. But at the same time, unfortunately, that is how he lets things out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, his processing, I, I really hope that. I don't think it will. I, I mean, maybe... You know, I want to hope the best for my dad, you know, but my dad had his life. I don't know if I know enough about it to even have a judgment on it. So I don't, you know, uh, I think I'll just stick to the side of, you know what, that's my pops and I love him for it. And you know what he, he for I think for the fucking little resources he had growing up, like he raised a pretty damn successful family. Like we're a little oh, fucked yeah. up in the head, Fuck yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, de we definitely have our, our quirks, but you know, so does everyone else, you know what I mean? And right. it's just, mm -hmm. it's just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can relate to that for sure. I mean, just like, I, I guess, and I think it's dope though, that you're able, like that I can totally relate in a sense of 
to be able to understand it, you know? Like, we can joke about some shit like that, and we're like, dude, that's so bad. But it's like, <laughs> but it's funny. Like, we, we get it. Like, we totally fucking get it, you know? And, and yeah. I, I think when I, like I said, when I asked more of your input, was more of a, it came more from a place of, like, you know, when I, like Abraham was saying, like, oh, my dad spoke about anxiety. And, like, I kind of like I was saying, like, I think it's fair to say that, dude, yeah. you and I, like, let's be real. Like, no matter where we're at in our journeys with <laughs> our dads, like, I don't think that, like, in the homes that, from what we know of each other, like, we, I don't feel like we could ever have, like, I don't think I could ever hear my dad say, like, oh, yeah, I woke up with anxiety or, like, this gives me anxiety. Like, I don't, like, dude, it's fucking ingrained in my home. Well, you know what I mean? Part but, of me yeah. believes it. I believe my dad has never felt anxiety. <laughs> part of yeah. me really believes it. Like... Anyway. <laughs> I, I feel like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like for me, maybe my dad, I don't think my dad knows what anxiety is. Like, mm. I feel like my dad's had mm. some kind of discomfort. He doesn't know that it's anxiety. They can't even identify it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, to them, I feel like their emotional intelligence based off what they know is like to be a machista. Like, if you feel something that you don't know is anxiety, well, punch the fucking wall or yell at somebody or like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that is their emotional intelligence. So... I don't know. I, I think it's fucking amazing, though, to even similar issues that we're struggling with. Like, you know, it's important to understand how complex they can become, you know, and how yeah. unique, how unique every single person's journey is. Um, and I, I mean, I'll, I'll leave you guys with that, man, that I think to be able to reflect on our own as much as we can encourage each other, as much as we can help each other out, not only amongst the three of us, but even for our listeners, right? As much as we try to help each other and support each other, like it's just as important that we do it for ourselves, myself included. Like mm -hmm. I'm fo so mm -hmm. focused on that because at the end of the day, we only have so much advice before it gets personal and nobody oh, yeah. can give you that side of it like that's the thing mm -hmm. is nobody can give you that like nobody can tell you how to fix that problem because nobody knows your family the way that you do you might not right. even know your family the way you think you do or need to you know mm -hmm. so i appreciate you putting me on the spot i appreciate you coming <laughs> on i i mean it's one of those where like i at the end damn like it's true man like that's what that's what we're here for we need more men raising men and fuck like now i'm like all right cool like it, you know i get it i hear where you're coming from i'm open to listening i'm not i'm not old school much he's just saying fuck you Avery. i'm never talking to you again and <laughs> i don't want to hear from you we're gonna have to have you back because i feel like we just scratched the surface yeah you know? we, oh 100 percent 100 percent that's yeah. that's on my vision board too like okay become okay i'm on my i'm on track to replace cute no, yeah. i'm just like i'm playing i could never i could never do that yeah speaking of cute that like I, I know at one point you were talking about like all the shit that you had to endure and that like it, his voice embrace the suck embrace, embrace the, the suck yeah <laughs> you yep. know he's saying exactly. that dude. oh man i love exactly. you i'm gonna go see him tomorrow yeah. golf um, no, actually, haircut might be golfing soon, but staying. But before before we wrap up, Abran, like, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Any like fucking? I know you got your own even you like you know. Yeah, share somebody you your touch stuff. Touch on that, like you know, you have your own. I guess <laughs> my own platforms. Journey. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So sh shameless plug time, I guess. Uh. Yeah. So I have a, a YouTube channel. Um. I'm. It's under my name. I'm sure you guys can look it up in the description when when. Uh, these guys post it but uh um just basically a vlog um 
the video that Carlos was kind of mentioning before, it was literally a video called I Have Anxiety. And it's, you know, it it was a hard video to, to put together. It was basically me talking about my experiences and, and what anxiety is to me and how it affects me and like things I do to try and cope with it and some advice and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of where like I, I really grabbed Carlos's attention. Um, but yeah, I have a, have a YouTube channel. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to post weekly, but that's <laughs> kind of challenging sometimes, but, uh, yeah, I do that. Um, I'm trying to, you know, get into photography and videography, uh, trying to not only unlock my inner, my inner modern macho, but my, uh, my inner artist. Cause that's another part of me I've been kind of ignoring for a long time. Dope. Dope. Um, so doing that, going to school, all that good stuff for photography and, yeah, back home in Nebraska, you know, where they got all this, all this corn, and uh, <laughs> I always joke and say that Nebraska always has three things: they got, uh, <laughs> they got food, they got fat people, and they got cardiologists, and those usually all three run together. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, <laughs> but uh, good to nah, know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, good to know. I'm back in Omaha, uh, which no, it's not all cornfields. It's we have modern society over here. We we know what Wi-Fi is, um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm just me. I'm a, I'm a modern macho. I'm here supporting these guys, loving what they do, and uh, loving the process. Yeah, and I appreciate. It. I mean, I I really do. I think that you know, and I and I mean that not so much even in terms of the modern macho platform, but what we're about. Like you feel me? Like I I honestly like, you know, fucking what did I say? 5, 10, 20 years from now, we become nothing and, you know, but there's other, as long as there's other champions out there talking, I think that for me is the win. Like, that for me is the goal because, you know, if, if fucking, like, I can't take it no more. <laughs> you know, in terms yeah, of, like, yeah. having, having to be okay. one of the few that fucking gets it, you know, and every time I fucking have to, like, talk to other men, I have to, like, feel this uncomfort of, like, Oh wait, where are they at? And they're, you know what I mean? Because I feel like, mm -hmm. in, if I'm a, it's not until that I'm, 100% confident, that their mindset aligns with mine, that I I can be a little bit less toxic. Because things sometimes that those toxic traits I still carry with them with me as tools. Oh yeah, that's true. You know that's I mean? true, like, dude. It's a like good they're point. still part of my toolkit, and I'm, I'm I, I would like to get that toolkit cleared. You feel me? Yeah, I, I yeah. Think I would like or replace to the tools. Yeah. Replace the tools. Damn, that's a good ass point. I love that. I, I, you know, I was actually, I was just thinking about the fact, Santi, that like I feel like I've had more conversations with men than I've ever had in my life. Same. Like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like and like genuine good conversation where where and almost like like you said, I feel like we take that element away of like, okay, let's fucking challenge each other for fucking 30, 40 minutes and figure out what side of you I'm going to give you. If I'm going to give you my genuine side or my, I'm going to act tough side or like I got to put a wall for an hour before I can really be myself. Like, it's fucking dope that, uh, you know, guys like yourself, what you're doing, Abran, is like, it's fucking dope, dude. I appreciate Most it. Like, I think it's, it's great, you know. Um, always appreciate the love. Like, you're always giving great insight, which you know that since day one, dude, you know, you've, yeah. You've been there, and I, I can't, I can't thank you enough, man. Um, definitely gonna have to have you on more. Um, again, to our listeners, we thank you guys for, for listening. Anybody that this was your first episode, welcome, man, welcome. You know, shoot us a message. <laughs> You're going through some shit. Let us know, or you need some insight on something. Yeah. I mean, we ain't experts. We're just other dudes going through our own shit. But 
we might have a, a two cents on how we see things. We're trying to figure it out too. As corny, as cheesy as it, it might seem sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Don't forget we have the uh, social hour uh, next Thursday. Or, yeah, Thursday, yeah, October. Next Thursday, one, yeah, October. One from, week from, no. Well, two, two days from when this Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's why I hesitated. Oh, no. <laughs> Secrets, We've yeah. October 1st, October 1st, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Come join us. Seriously, if if there's 10% of you that's debating doing it, let that be the 10% that you focus on and fucking make the call. Um, it, it, it's it's not easy, but you know I've said it. Shut the audio, shut the shut the video if you need to. Write Anon and and we'll put you on there anonymously and just listen, just listen and hear. Like it's, cause it is tough. I mean, it is weird. It is hard to do, but it's it's been rewarding. I can tell you that much from my journey. As I'm sure these two guys could say the same thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We also yeah. use the chat function pretty pretty vigorously. Oh yeah, yeah, out. yeah. So even if you just want to use the chat function too, that's totally cool too. Just yeah, join on for sure. Other than that, gentlemen, I I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much, much all I have guys. tonight. I'll see you. I'll see you guys in the next episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, uh, later. Good night. Ay, caí de tierra de mí.